0: Welcome to From the Den podcast, providing Bears and NFL fans alike with compelling news, discussion, and debate. I'm your co-host Benjamin, joined alongside my dear friend and co-host Or. Hey Benjamin, let's get right into
1: it. As always, kickoff starts now.
0: Welcome to From the Den episode, I'm not sure, I think like 45. Pretty cool, we're getting to 50. I'll remember when it's at 50. <laughs> How you doing? Uh, happy... First episode since the Super Bowl. Excellent Super Bowl. Let's get into it. What are your
1: thoughts, Orn? Great game. Um, Very happy with the game. I thought really no matter what, as a fan of the NFL, I thought there were so many storylines going both ways. I thought either way worked out. But I'm I'm happy with the way it ended. I think the Rams were a bit more deserving. I think they were uh, altogether just a bit better team, better constructed, more talent. And also, if you look at it in the sense of storylines, players who deserve it, you have players like OBJ, Von Miller, Andrew Whitworth, Eric Weddle, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald. I mean, Von Miller won a Super Bowl for. Yeah, but the difference, one, one Super Bowl versus two Super Bowls is going to be able to elevate him from a great defender to an all-time great defender. I mean, yeah, that's true. So, like, on, on the Bengals, there are a lot of players, but all the players that I would list, or a good amount of the players I would list – would be very young players who are a lot of their career to reach that mark. The players that I listed on the, on the Rams, a lot of them are older. Cooper cup might be one of the youngest, if not the youngest player I mentioned. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, it's nice that they okay. want it. Yeah. So some of my initial thoughts, if we had done a from the den episode a few days before I might have picked the Bengals to win just because there was so much hype going into the Bengals before, but I'm glad we didn't. So I can say that I did successfully pick the Rams. Um, like you were saying, I really was fine with either team winning. I guess I was pulling for the Bengals a little more, but still, it's I'm very happy for the Rams. I'm happy for Stafford, Cup and crew. Uh, Aaron Donald, Sean McVay, get this first ring. Um, Joe Burrow, I mean, he does have plenty ahead of him, but I will say... Um, it's not going to be easy to get back for sure. I mean, they were running on absolute fumes and they're not going to have that same momentum. Like just looking at their roster alone, there's a reason why no one expected them to make it uh, this far because they don't have the best roster or one of the best rosters in the AFC. They do have Joe Burrow, but going into the future, if they don't rebuild, especially um strengthen that offensive line, I think it might be difficult. So I'm, I'm very interested to see what happens to this Bengals team in the future. Um, As for the Rams, one of the times that they put a team puts all the chips on the table and it completely pays out, Um, you know, just giving away all their first round picks, giving away so much money to sign players like OBJ or bring in players like Von Miller, and they got their ring. They're ring chasing, and they did it. Uh, Of course, Matthew Stafford also. Um, So good for the Rams. Um, Just refreshing to see a new Super Bowl again. Okay, so let's just say a few storylines, and maybe we can go into studs and duds. But uh, Sean McVay retiring. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I don't think it's going to happen, but interesting story. A lot of stories go same thing, Aaron Donald. I think it's unlikely that it happens, but things that's what that's what makes the Super Bowl more fun. There's so many things on the line, so many things that come out week of the Super Bowl. And I know this is very unrelated, but today I saw this statistic just it made me feel better. It said all the fan bases of all 32 NFL teams were asked. Um we were asked by SB Nation, um, which team, which long shot team could be the next Bengals and the Bears won with 24% of the votes. So
0: there you go, because they got that quarterback. They got one of the most exciting young quarterbacks. I mean, that makes sense. If you're just looking at, um, because first of all, it's not really out of the 32 teams because it has to be out of at least a team that missed the playoffs.
1: Yeah. And that's like out of a long shot
0: team. Right. So I don't even know if you count the Chargers. So you're going to have to look at the bottom of the barrel teams. So I understand why it could be the Bears. I yeah. do. Once you, once you put it in that perspective.
1: Yeah. And like, I know this is going on a very off topic, but that's what makes the NFL so exciting. You have a team yeah. like
0: the Bengals. Truly like, just props to like, what an excellent season overall. What an excellent playoffs. Yeah. Couldn't ask for something better.
1: And the only negative thing I would say about the playoffs is when I was watching the Super Bowl, there were missed throws. There were some bad plays. I just I watched the game, and I said, exciting game, yes, but is this a Super Bowl? Are these two of the best teams, if not the two best teams in the NFL competing? I didn't really feel that, which is a negative of all these competitive games coming down to the wire. You have a team like... Well, because you're
0: saying in, in a format like the NBA or the NHL finals, when it's seven games, you can be more assured that it truly is the best team versus a team like the Bengals is going to – they can ride on momentum a lot more easily when it's just one game. And obviously, I'm not suggesting that um, a seven-game format would be better for the NFL because obviously they people will get just brutalized. But it does just – it makes it a different format where team, wild-card teams can ride on momentum like in March Madness. And it's not necessarily the best team but just teams with momentum. So, Yeah, yeah. I think
1: it's even specifically this playoffs because, like I said, all, almost all – the Bengals won two of their three games on game winning field goals. These came down to one or two plays each game. and the best team just got unlucky. I don't know what the best team was, but right? like the bills, you could you could very easily argue that the bills played better than the Chiefs. and they played them. and they got unlucky by one by two or three plays by Patrick Mahomes. Same thing goes for Joe Burrow. I think the Chiefs played a better game altogether than the Bengals did that game and I truly stand by that. And I think the Chiefs the Bengals just rode momentum at the right time. They made one or two better plays and that was that. So, I think it That team- was
0: that. Yeah, that 4th and 1 truly um no offensive line. So, that's what cost the season at the end because yeah. Joe Burrow just got hit too early to make a play. Yeah. All right, do you have any topics for me cuz I got a few more I could say if not? Um, you go ahead. Okay. Um, Aaron Donald brought him up earlier. Where does he rank all time defensively for you?
1: I think that's such a hard question. I don't think he's the best defender of all time. And, but I'm not going to say he's in the conversation, but he's really freaking good. And what people don't understand is he's putting these numbers up as defensive as a defensive tackle. Defensive tackles don't put up those sack numbers. That is unheard of. You look at a player like Warren Sapp. Let me look up his stats just for one second. Um. Okay. While you're looking up his – do you have his – He had four seasons in a 12-year career where he had over 10. Two, three of those seasons, he had one of those – in three of those seasons, he had 10, 10 and a half, and 12. Aaron Donald and Warren Sapp is regarded as one of the best defenders, right? You have a player like um, Aaron Donald who had 12 and a half this year, 13 and a half last year, two years ago, 12 and a half, four years ago, 20 and a half, five years ago, 11. He's had five straight years of over 10 sacks. He had 20 and a half sacks as a defensive tackle. It is unheard of. I think he's a three-time defensive player of the year. He's a Super Bowl champion. There's not a lot of players that, can live up to that accolades, especially with the position he played and how good of a run stopper he is as well.
0: Yeah. So um, Aaron Donald, very good. Okay. Moving on. You already brought up this question before, and then it was blowing up after the game. And to be honest, I do not want to dwell on it that much because I think it's kind of silly. I'm still going to ask it though. Is Matthew Stafford a hall of famer?
1: No, I know I was one like proposing this idea, but what i i feel bad that he was in detroit and you know what he's such a talented quarterback that if he was put in a better team better management and better coaching i think he could have but that's a really stupid argument the nfl the all nfl hall of fame isn't based on theoreticals it's based on facts it's based on statistics and the statistics don't go well for him you look at it yeah okay so um
0: My answer to that would be probably no right now, but it's just dumb. Like Kelly Stafford posted about it on her Instagram. Just wait. I mean, let's have this conversation after he retires because he's not done yet. He's going to keep playing and keep getting more accolades that might boost his reputation or maybe even just tarnish it. So that's why it's silly. And I would also say, um, do you think Frank Gore is a Hall of Famer?
1: I think so. I think because of his... Because a lot
0: of... um, Matthew Stafford's accolades or what would qualify him for the hall of fame are his rankings on the all-time list. I know that he was ranking somewhere near 12th in passing yards, passing touchdowns, stats similar to that. Um, and 12th all time for a quarterback is very impressive, but, um, you have to think that just, that's, that could be a sign of sustained, um, mediocrity or sustained like being good, but elite you need to be yeah right you could argue that to make the hall of fame you have to be an elite quarterback and being um a solid quarterback for a long time span thus making you um high up on those yards rankings shouldn't qualify you for the hall of fame
1: yeah and i think frank gore is really interesting because i think as a quarterback durability is very important but as a running back it is just crazy i don't i don't think that frank gore is a hall of famer but you have to applaud him for his durability. The position that's known for not being able to last a long time. If I had to pick one position that fades out after a few years, it's running back. It just is. Me and you both know it. Running backs go play a few years, and they fade. Where is Todd Gurley? Where is Jai? Where is Jordan Howard?
0: Jai is absolutely irrelevant. is most relevant location. Place where he's most relevant right now is in my closet, where I have a Jay Boise State jersey. It is a pretty, very good. cool jersey. I think it's kind of funny. It's like just gorgeous. Let me and see just, if I can like, pull it out.
1: Into perspective, I'm gonna go read you the the top rush, the top rushers in 2017. It was Kareem Hunt, Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, Lashawn McCoy, Mark Ingram, Jordan Howard. Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette, C.J. Anderson, Ezekiel Elliott, Alex Collins, Frank Gore. Okay,
0: you get the point. That that was five years ago, and plenty of those running backs are off of NFL teams. They're not starters anymore. Running backs do not last a while, and it's really more dependent on their offensive line to make them a pro bowler or a successful running back. Like J.J., like Jordan Howard, like all those running backs. We understand that.
1: And the only two running backs that I think are still starters on the team are Leonard Fournette and Z- Ezekiel Elliott. Hats off to Fournette. He's playing great. But if not for the Buccaneers scooping him up in his playoff run last year, he would not be a starting running back in the NFL.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now just a few more storylines or questions about the general NFL playoffs. Um, I guess we already did talk about the overtime rules on the last podcast, didn't we? So –
1: I think it would have been really poetic if um the Super Bowl went into overtime. The team that won won the Super Bowl and it would be talked about forever. It would be the storyline of the offseason.
0: Right. The overtime, the overtime postseason. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just would have been cool if Evan McPherson made another game winning kick. Yeah. And I was which I mean he was lined up to do.
1: I was thinking about that the other this the other day. This season was so great. Like, how the heck is there a storyline? And there was a scenario where two teams were considering tying at the end of the game in week 17. Yeah, that's
0: crazy. That's so great. Man, I still wish it happened. I wanted the Chargers in the playoffs so bad. I wanted the Chargers in the playoffs very badly. But uh, didn't the Colts have to – the Jags had to beat the Colts, which is so funny. Yeah. The Colts missed the playoffs. I mean, imagine being a Colts fan. I mean, and they're kind of irrelevant. I mean, you, you haven't thought about those. Just as an NFL fan, I haven't thought about those teams who haven't made the playoffs in a month.
1: But I mean, maybe the Colts have, have always been relatively, um, they've just been relatively irrelevant because they're a well-coached team that plays above their talent.
0: That's true, but I guess they're not good enough to make the playoffs.
1: I think they're always a borderline playoff team, but no one talks about them because in the playoffs, you need more than just coaching and hats off to Frank Reich and all of that coaching staff and Matt Eberflus but of course
0: Matt Eberflus
1: yeah but in the NFL playoffs coaching only gets you so far it just does you need ta- you need unbelievable talent and while the Colts are a talented team i don't think that people ever worry about them
0: That's true. Yeah, that is a fair point. All right, hit me with another topic, something about the Super Bowl. I want to respond to a question now.
1: (laughs) Let's think. I I asked this a, a while ago. This is not the Super Bowl. Every year there's at least one team that goes from worst to first.
0: Oh, good question. Great question. Yeah, let's do some predictions for next year uh NFL standings. So what I know, were the I I know your
1: I know your answer.
0: Oh, you do know my answer. You do know my answer and it's the obvious pick. I mean, there's no other correct pick. Wait, let me just look. Um There's only one other acceptable answer just cuz, but no, it's the Ravens. It's the Ravens easily. The Ravens are going to win the division next year. Um yeah, yeah, that's a fact. That is a fact. I'm trying to think about it. Um it's not going to be the Browns, not going to be the Steelers. People are going to pick the Bengals, obviously. They're going to be number one, but Super Bowl hangover. I'm sorry, Bengals, but I don't think they can sustain this success, especially they. it's not like they won the division last year. Um, so I do expect a little bit of regression. It's the Ravens' time. Great coaching. They were just bogged down by injuries. you are going to win the division.
1: All right. Now, I ask you this. What seven teams make the NFL, um, make the um, playoffs from the AFC next year?
0: Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. So, first we'll go to the division winners. Give me the Ravens to win the AFC North. Mm -hmm. AFC West, gotta go with the Chiefs. Okay. Um, To win the division, to win the division. AFC. East, I guess I'll just put the Bills and the Pats in the playoffs so it doesn't really matter who wins. Okay. So, sure, I'm instead of making it harder on myself, I'm just going to say Bills and Pats. So that's four teams, yeah? Mm-hmm, yeah. Bills and Pats is four teams. AFC South. um, This is interesting. It can't be the Jags. can't be the Texans. Now, it could be the Colts or the Titans. Whew, that is interesting. I'm going to take a pass for now so we got four teams right now correct
1: yeah but one of them has to make it it doesn't right. matter. i know i know that's it i
0: know i'm just gonna i'm, I'm gonna fill out the rest so because maybe both of them will make it i don't know okay um so chargers are gonna be my fifth playoff team mm-hmm. and now i don't think the raiders make it broncos what do the broncos have for going for them well, what's what's gonna go on with the Broncos' quarterback situation? What do you think?
1: Great question. If they don't get Rogers, I could see Garoppolo. They they just need someone. They just need a a quarterback. That's not saying that their Garoppolo is the answer, but they're just looking for. Anything. Okay,
0: you know what? Why not? Why not? Um, give me the Broncos in the playoffs. So then, AFC South, I'm gonna go with the Titans.
1: Okay, so no Colts, no Browns, and no Bengals.
0: Oh and- wait, that was dumb. That was dumb. That was dumb. I can't have the Bengals missing the playoffs, can I? What okay, you sorry Broncos. Sorry, Ron. right? Yeah. What if I said no? Bang- what if I said Bengals are out of the playoffs? That'd be crazy.
1: That would be crazy.
0: You know what? No Bengals. Bengals are gonna miss the playoffs. Mark my words. I don't know about okay. that, but still, I mean. <sighs> Super Bowl hangover. I shouldn't go predicting an injury, but I'm about to go predict an injury. Jamar Chase is going to get injured next season. (laughs) I love the guy; he's a phenomenal talent. I don't know why. I just have this feeling. He's just one of those guys that I don't know. I just I don't know. That's my thought. Pretty dumb to say that Bengals won't make the playoffs, but I'm 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 confident that the Ravens are winning the division. I'll say that.
1: Interesting. Um. All right. Let's go to the Packers. What do you do if you're the Packers?
0: What do I do if I'm the Packers? Well, first, I sell all of my assets to the Chicago Bears, of course. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Okay. Um. If I'm the Packers, I rebuild, man. I trade away Aaron Rodgers, just completely try to just get an absolutely crazy – Amount for him, probably the Broncos, because it's gonna you're gonna want an AFC team. So just get a lot of money, honestly. Get money, um, just blow Uh, up my
1: team, honestly. I'll ask you this question the Packers re sign Adams and extend Rodgers. Okay, they still need to sign Lazard, MV, MVS, Tanyan, and that's just offensively. Defensively, they're gonna get rid of both Smiths, Zadira Smith, and Preston Smith. They have to. They're not going to. Yes. Rest- okay. Okay. Resign Rasul Douglas. They're not going to resign Devondre Campbell. Do they have a chance of winning the Super Bowl?
0: Like, whoa. No, they don't. Sorry, they do okay. not. Um, I can't say they don't have a chance. It's funny to say you never know with Aaron Rodgers because all I know right now is that Aaron Rodgers has lost. Yeah. Um. But I will say you never know with Aaron Rodgers because he's just such an elite quarterback that maybe he'll finally learn how to win the playoffs and then it won't matter roster wise, you know, because if we're talking regular season, then I if the Packers re sign Aaron Rodgers and I'm probably still picking the Packers to win the division because right now that he's won MVP twice in a row, he's unstoppable. So with that said, if if I was assured that Aaron Rodgers would be able to play the same way he does in the regular season as he does in the playoffs, then I'd say, sure, the Packers are uh they they have a great shot to win the super Bowl just because they've got Rodgers. but the fact that with this stacked roster right now Aaron Rodgers couldn't have a win and he's only getting older I mean I know that's a bad line but um you know I don't I don't know if he's gonna be better than he was in the past year that way right I, I don't know if he's gonna be better he could be another MVP but my point is if he couldn't do it with a good cast around him then um it'll just be harder to do it next year when he's not gonna have those players
1: yeah, um, I think it's a hard pill to swallow, for, especially for a lot of Packers fans. But realistically, the best thing for them, they could they could win a Super Bowl with Rodgers next year. They a hundred percent could. But if you keep, Rodgers, I mean, you, but, but you, you
0: understand it's by my logic. It's that the fact that you can win any game with Aaron Rodgers, but also he's not winning playoff games at the moment.
1: It's calculated risk. You are screwing yourself. You have the opportunity to get two or three first round picks. To rebuild your team. Instead, you're going to put all your money, every potential pick you have, into winning this year. And But you know what? I, th- You know what?
0: No, I'm rethinking it. You got to keep Aaron Rodgers if you're the Packers. Because you have a top quarterback of all time on your team. You can't blow up your team in hopes of gaining a talent like that in the next 10 years. Um, when you have someone on the cusp right there, you know, you just can't.
1: I, I understand. And the Packers you're... will
0: most likely end up seeming dumb for holding on to Aaron Rodgers for an extra year, but if you're the Packers, you can't fathom letting this guy go when he is obviously the clearest route to giving you a Super Bowl.
1: Yes, he's the clearest route to giving you a Super Bowl. Like but...
0: they, they have no reason to give up until he has a bad season. Is my point. They have no reason to give up on Aaron Rodgers until he has a bad season. So they're going to end up looking well, I, I dumb disagree. because he's going to have an unproductive season for them. Um, and then they're going to say,
1: "Well, why don't they just let go of Rodgers before the season?" But because because when you when you keep Rodgers, you're re-signing him. When you re-sign him, you're giving him a bunch of money, which is a huge cap load. So if you're not going to go hundred percent all in, and he has a mediocre season, then you're kind of screwed because your team is built to go all in, but you're not doing anything then you're stuck in mediocrity. Yeah. Right? So it's a question of, is Aaron Rodgers, if you're going to win a Super Bowl, because if you don't win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers this year, then you are stuck in mediocrity. You're moving a lot of money to next year. You are pushing all your problems further and further into the future. And now if you don't get a Super Bowl, then there's really no point. You rebuild, you build your teams up by scratch that's what I would do. But I think for, uh, being a general manager and making decisions is a lot less about what you truly believe and a lot more about what's going to... Saving your ass. Yeah, exactly. It's very hard to defend yourself. I mean, you have for... got to have... Do you think
0: Do you think there are uh, coaches or general managers and owners in the league who have such a good relationship that probably maybe Bill Belcheck. I mean, yeah, I guess there are. Just some general managers that could do whatever they want, like just truly make what they think is the best decision without having a fear of um, what the owner will think or what it's the not, fans will think.
1: It's not the owner. It's the fans. And I know. The I fans? Do. I don't think there's any general manager, no coach, no matter well, what. Well, why, why, why do the fans really affect them? Look at the Bears this year. The Bears got Nagy and Pace fired.
0: So you think if we all supported Nagy – then they wouldn't have got fired?
1: If we all supported Pace, Pace would not have got fired. The McCaskies loved Pace. They loved him.
0: Well, how do you know that maybe they stopped loving him because they could use their own judgment?
1: I don't think they did. I just don't think they're that smart. I think that they loved Brian Pace, but they knew that it's a business, and they knew that the fans that would bring in money and without the fans on board, you're not going to make money. Mike, true. Mike, this year people were telling, were saying that Mike Tomlin should get fired from Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. Well, okay. I don't. So what? People want him to be fired. Well, he didn't get fired. And what I'm trying to say is that you're never going to have the full support if you have if you make one misstep here or one misstep there you kept Roethlisberger a bit too long something like that you're going to it's not going to work out well you look at a team like I just think there are like a bunch of examples of things where players are media mediocre like even like Lovey Smith I think people were just kind of done with him
0: yeah why'd he
1: get fired I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure just people were like done with him. Again, he was bringing mediocrity. He was a good coach. Nothing great. Mm-hmm. Lovey Smith would be a great coach if you had Aaron Rodgers. Great coach. That's why I like Iberflus. Iberflus reminds me of Lovey Smith a lot. The problem with Lovey Smith is he could never figure out the quarterback. Ever. If you can get a good defense around Justin Fields and build up a- solid offense, unbelievable. There's no stopping you, right? Yeah. But realistically, I don't know how like that is to happen. But with Trevor Skipson and Justin Fields, nothing is stopping them.
0: That is true.
1: Okay, Super Bowl. Want to go back to the Super Bowl
0: a little bit? Or are you done? Yeah, we can go back. Or, to- we, or we could be done. Just a little bit. Studs and duds. Studs and duds from the game. Who did you like in that Super Bowl? Um, Want to start off? I don't want to do the obvious stud. That's annoying. Well, it was good- you know what? No, no. Okay, for studs, you're not allowed to say Cooper Cup. And for duds, you're not allowed to say, like, Eli Apple. All
1: right. Give me a stud. Who is a stud? You know what? I'm going to say OBJ. I know that's a very bold thing. Sure, sure,
0: sure, sure.
1: Very fast. But I watched him, and I don't think the Rams win that Super Bowl without OBJ, even in the first I round. mean,
0: he caught a touchdown. What, like, He, he caught a touchdown
1: not- and a 20-yard reception with that. He was a mm-hmm, stud. Mm-hmm. He what he did and what he contributed to the team in that short span, he's a stud. A dud of mine is Jalen Ramsey. I don't think he necessarily played bad. I just think that
0: – I mean, he did. I mean, he got burned a lot, even though some of them were – on Un, on called holding holding he just did he still did get burned.
1: I, I I wouldn't use the word burned. I think that his defense just wasn't perfect. I think that Joe Burrow when he threw a deep against Jalen Ramsey, those passes were perfect. Like that pass to Jamar Chase, I don't think there's a almost I don't know if there's a defender in the league that can play that can play. There's not a lot of defense you can play better than that. And I'm calling him a dud just because he led up those receptions and he led up an incredibly high passer rating. But I don't think it was such a horrible perform- performance.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. My first stud, just because you said Rams players, I'll give some, the Bengals some love. T. Higgins probably won't get remembered that much in the history of Super Bowls because they did lose a game. But he had two touchdowns, four receptions for 100 yards. A very good stat line, two touchdowns. I'm sure that they were ready to involve T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd because, of course, a lot of the attention was going to go to Jamar Chase, the sensational, um, and rightfully so. But good for T. Higgins. Um, had some great catches, made some great plays. Um, so did Jamar Chase, but it's, it's cooler to make T. Higgins a stud. So I'm going to give it to T for my stud. Um now it is time for a dud. Give me some time to think. Dud, dud, dud. Um I want to say something about the quarterbacks, but I just say none of them were good or bad enough because Matt Stafford threw two interceptions, um, but he got the job done and Joe Burrow had only one touchdown. Yeah. So and, and he did look a little inaccurate at the start, which is fine, but None of them were that like far to either side. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I need a dud. I need a dud. Okay, my dud is that guy on the Bengals who ran on. Who was a player who ran on the field and then constantly got them a penalty. Uh, Vernon Hargraves. Vernon Hargrave, big dud moment. Um, you know, gave gave up a lot. Not not very smart play, I would say. So you're my you're my dud of the day.
1: Yeah um good Super Bowl I'm excited for the next NFL season When I, look so am at, I. when I look at this season, Bears. I see a lot I think this season could be even better the next season you have five rookie quarterbacks that I look at every single one and I say you could easily be a Pro it's Bowl. really
0: impossible to make an evaluation on if you look at the uh the last season's rookie quarterbacks Justin Fields um, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, Zach, Zach Wilson, Wilson,
1: Trey Lance. Trey Mac Lance. Jones.
0: aside from Mac Jones, the four other quarterbacks are just absolutely even. It's so hard to make a ranking on any of them. Yeah. Like try honestly, you know, just try to do it right now. Try to rank them like, uh, on their performance last season. You can't do it. Yeah. It, like they all looked very raw. They all showed flashes of brilliance, but also had a lot of rookie mistakes or for Trey Lance just didn't come in a lot, but even when he did start, he had rookie mistakes. But, so it's just really intriguing to see which of them, I mean, inevitably a few of them are probably gonna, or maybe not, but I mean, I, I'm guessing a few of them are gonna end up fading out while others are gonna just become superstars. So it's just a lot of excitement and mystery as to what
1: develops there. You have, you have three quarterbacks in Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and Justin Fields that could lead their team out of a losing season with an unbelievable, mvp even-esque season i don't know if that much but they could they have so much potential and you look at trey lance and mac jones they're the second year step could end up being the difference between being right, exactly because they have
0: the roster around them i guess that's a difference you got trey lance mac jones also justin fields um he's more in the middle because the niners and patriots have better rosters but still um Justin Fields has got a solid roster around him, whereas feel bad for Lawrence and Wilson left out to struggle.
1: Yeah, and there are just so many. I there are. I think quarterback play next year is just going to be off the charts. I think it's going to be really, really, really solid. There are not mm-hmm. that many good rookie quarterbacks. I saw something interesting. Someone asked. Someone asked. This is why I'm very happy with the trade he made for Justin Fields. Someone asked where Fields would go, and some like act like NFL, like inside, insider or something said he would have expected Fields to go to the second pick to the Lions this year. Last but year it doesn't
0: I- make sense because he wasn't gonna. Was he considering not playing?
1: No, no, just saying. Let's just saying. Yeah,
0: we- I know what you mean. Wait, who was the first pick? The, uh, the, oh, okay. who Jaguars, I think. I see. So who are they going to take? Some tackle defensive end got it yeah it's going to be a lame draft yeah but then who are the lines going to take a quarterback very interesting also um since last year the teams that desperately needed quarterbacks all took their quarterbacks like bears and especially jets and jags this season and we'll we'll get to the draft plenty of draft coverage later this season, it's a lot of sleeper teams who you're not 100% sure. You're, you're going to be looking at your phone and saying, wow, you know, the Falcons or um, the Washington Commanders took a quarterback, you know, or the Steelers even. Um, yeah. A lot of teams who don't, who just have aging quarterbacks or have mediocrity versus like a desperate need at the quarterback position, which is going to make it interesting to see which teams end up uh, pulling the trigger and which teams do not.
1: Yeah, I'm very excited for next year. And you know what? I don't know if you agree. I'm very, very excited. Last year, I don't know if you remember this. I remember looking at the Bears schedule last year, and I'm, I said there was no way the Bears win more than three games. I remember texting you this. I remember being in my room. I do. And I, there was just not that much optimism. They got Justin Fields. They had a great draft. And you know what? Ryan Pace, for all the negativity, negativity he gets, he had an unbelievable draft the past two years. Unbelievable.
0: Yeah, who did he take aside from? We got Tevin Jenkins, we got um, Justin Fields. Who else is in this draft? Larry, Larry. Borum, Khalil um, Herbert.
1: Yeah, Khalil Herbert. Um, Thomas Graham. You know, you remember who he is? Yeah, but okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's good. And also, draft
1: Kyris Tonga, who's like the. Hey, norm- did anyone
0: pick up Brian Pace?
1: I don't think so. Or Nagy yet. No one's picked up Nagy. The interesting thing is that, um. Eric Bieniemy's contracts up, so a lot of he's like a very prized offensive coordinator. So he might leave to be able to like get the play calling at a different team, and the Chiefs might go for Nagy. Um, let's see, Ryan Pace. Variant, very,
0: very interesting.
1: Yeah, I don't think, um, I don't think so. But I mean, even last year. Ryan Pace got Jalen Johnson, Cole Komet, who you know what? I'm very optimistic about Cole We'll Komet. see.
0: Year three, CK, and then I'm done. Then I'm done. After the rookie year, I said, I don't know, but I'll give him one more year. I was expecting the year two because that's a lot of uh, – year two is a big year for tight ends. Still unimpressed, I guess. But I'm giving him year three. Cole, K, prove it to me. And if not, I'm pulling the plug. But I I'm mean,
1: excited. I'm excited yeah, to see guess, what this is. I guess our old proof that is. Twenty two. Yeah. Great guess. That was a good guess. He's really young. And look, he wasn't unbelievable last year, but you also have to put into perspective. He was the bear's second best receiver last year. You think? I mean
0: Hey TJ Hawkins is twenty four. What yeah. do you know? Okay. Um that's gonna do it for our podcast. Awesome. Good night. Get some sleep, bear down, sayonara.